Welcome to Integrated Approaches to Mastering Wellness, lovingly known as I Am Well MD. I'm your host, Santhi Tanikella, pediatrician and life coach. I help individuals who are wired and tired break free from the chains of overwhelm so they can enjoy the life they've worked so hard to create. I also help them to support their families in a more holistic way. Welcome to episode 13. Today we're going to talk a little bit about baggage. Yes, even I have baggage. <laughs> so for those of you who didn't know me some 20 plus years ago, I was a pretty good teenager. Um, but, you know, I definitely had an angsty side and maybe I had a bit of a chip on my shoulder. Maybe it was due to low self-esteem. It was probably a combination of these things. But I'm also going to blame a little bit of this on what was in media. I listened to lots of music when I was younger. And I know I'm about to date myself by mentioning these bands, but I loved listening to Queen and Metallica, Radiohead, um, U2, Nirvana, Dave Matthews Band, Incubus, Better Than Ezra, Coldplay, Sarah McLachlan. The list goes on and on and on and on. I often listened to music in the car when I was on my way to work or school. So much of the music I listened to as a teenager and into my early 20s was super emo. And I would totally immerse myself in the listening experience. Like I'd allow these emotions to just wash over me. Sadness, anger, indignance, heartbreak. And sooner or later the drive would be over, the music would end, and I would go on to the next task. But these feelings would linger within me well after the song was done. I'd feel downcast or just impatient for no good reason. It took several years, maybe even over a decade, before I started becoming aware of what was happening. I'd get into my car feeling totally fine and get out of my car 30 some minutes later feeling sad, empty, or irritated. And to be frank, nothing extraordinary had happened on my way to work to make me feel this way. Maybe there were a couple of annoying or aggressive drivers, but nothing so stupendous that it would color my whole day. So have you ever listened to a song and were just emotionally overtaken by it? Think of a song that makes you sad. What does that feel like in your body? And how does that sadness play out in your day after the song ends. For me, I was doing this to myself at least twice a day every day. I'd listen to music on my way into school or work and then again on my way back home. And then if I was running errands, certainly I'd be listening to music even more. In any case, every single time I did this, I was giving myself a dose of sadness or anger. And because I had adopted these emotions as my own, I was allowing all the associated stress hormones within me to get released and then circulate. <laughs> Lovely. As I got deeper into learning about mind-body medicine, some really simple but pivotal lessons were learned. One major one is that everything around us is information and what we do with that information is crucial. So 
in the example that I gave you regarding music, I was listening to the music and interpreting it as being sad, but then I took ownership of that emotion. So not only did I own it, but I carried it with me for however long without even realizing it. And those feelings of sadness would sometimes overflow into emptiness, loneliness, or feeling misunderstood. Now, I'm generally very good at being even keel with my emotions on the outside, so it may not have impacted my appearance or my performance in an obvious way. But to be honest, it wasn't fun feeling all these negative emotions, and I'm sure it might have impacted performance in ways that were more subtle. Have you ever heard of something called mirroring? In psychology, mirroring is behavior in which one person subconsciously imitates the gestures, speech patterns, or attitudes of another person. Once I started to recognize that these emotions weren't actually mine, that perhaps I was overly empathetic and was mirroring what I heard in the music, then I was easily able to separate my emotions from that of the musician. I enjoyed the music in a very different way. I didn't have to carry the emotional baggage that the song conveyed. I could be myself and create a boundary where the music ended and I began. And that felt good. This lesson lent itself well into other areas of my life too. So not just music, but other forms of entertainment, TV, movies, podcasts, books, and so on. I basically became much more selective with what I wanted to allow in my world. I was more cognizant of what I was capable of doing with the information that I received. Now I was hungry for information that would help me build me up and elevate me instead of letting me stagnate in negativity. But this isn't where the growth stopped. The next iteration of this was what I dealt with on a day-to-day -day basis. What I talked about up until this point were things we bring into our life to entertain us. There's choice there. But what about things we can't readily avoid, like family or work, like the traffic on the road, or what's happening in the world? Not everything is rainbows and butterflies, and not everything is entertainment and can be ignored. So let's take an example. Let's say you enter your house and you immediately feel this irritated energy. Maybe someone upstairs is brooding. You may actually be able to discern that this isn't your emotion and that it's someone else's. And just because it's hanging there in the air doesn't mean that you have to adopt it and start feeling irritated yourself. It also doesn't mean that you need to ignore it to be able to carry on with your life. You can make a choice here. If you want, you can make the choice to hold space or feel compassion for this angry person. Just imagine how that might change the tone in your home. Maybe that person will sense that it's safe to come to you, tells you what's been going on and cries. You still don't have to take on their emotions as your own. And in fact, I'd venture to say that this is healthier for both of you because you're able to hold space that helps them in a more constructive way instead of jumping into the problem, commiserating with them, and then never actually making plans to solve the problem at hand. So today I'm giving you homework. 
As you go through your day, I'd like for you to take note when you start feeling strong emotions. Ask yourself what you were dealing with immediately prior to that and if there's a correlation. Ask yourself if these emotions are really yours or someone else's. If they're someone else's, then it is not your baggage to carry. If you feel moved by them, let's say that there was an injustice that occurred and you feel right to feel angry, then yes, you can claim it as your own and you can allow yourself to feel it, but don't let it cause a downward spiral. Once again, you have a choice here. I know it sounds so weird to talk about choices and emotions in the same sentence, but there are choices here. So I encourage you to ask yourself with an open heart what you can do to move forward and go from there. If you find that you can't answer that question, then allow yourself to get some help. Getting fresh perspective can change everything. Until next time, be well. If you've liked what you heard, give us a five-star rating and share this podcast with a friend. If you want to learn more information about Dr. Tinnikella and what she does, visit her at imwellmd.com and subscribe to her email list. If you'd like to get coached, she has programs for you and the whole family.